You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Welcome to the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. Folks, every now and again, we bring you an episode that's a little bit left to center. We've done financial health, we've done rock stars, we've done TV stars, we've done loads of different variants, uh, components of health, and today is no different. Today, we're going to talk skin and skin health and how to improve your skin health and maximize uh, what you do to make sure you have healthy skin and a healthy glow. And to give us all the tips, tools, tricks that you possibly can is the wonderful skin nerd. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Jennifer Rock. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me, Carl. How are you? I'm wonderful. So tell us all, skin, how popular is it? I know you have a business, this is what you do. Um, I want to chat to you about the business a little bit later on, but straight away is how popular has skin become? How much are people more aware of it? Are they, are they looking after more than they ever have done before? My perception would be that they are. Um, but what are you seeing on the ground? Definitely people are. I think the way that you described it, I love. So you described it health. So to me, skincare isn't about vanity necessarily. It's about empowering yourself, having confidence in yourself. And it is an organ and people always forget that. So they talk about their heart and their lungs and their brain, which I understand are vital. But your skin is an organ and it should be seen that way. A lot of people would put maybe makeup on or tan on or hopefully we all wash ourselves. That's just basic hygiene. But when people are in the shower, they're not You'd thinking... So. You would, Yeah, that starts at the very beginning. <laughs> wash yourself. So no, but people think, look, they're in the shower, they're not thinking, I'm washing an organ. So for me, it's all about looking at the ingredients that will help benefit your skin. And not just if you have acne or psoriasis or eczema. You could have the most beautiful skin, but there are kind of, like your dinner, everyone should have their broccoli and their carbs. Like there's key components for food. There's key ingredients to look out for for skin. So, but yes, answer your question it's huge in the last few years thank god people really understand that there's a need to look after it and to shield it and protect it and nourish it so i'm delighted and what about men we've lots of men who listen to the podcast are they more aware of their skin now are they more likely to go and ask for advice to seek advice now or is it still a little bit of a kind of a in the corner kind of a shy area that they're afraid to talk about unfortunately i think there is more pressure on people to present themselves in a certain way so with that in mind men aren't being aren't falling behind like we have they have to look after themselves in the gym or you know how they're presented so ultimately yes men are feeling more pressure for their skin i think Typically, women wear makeup more than men. So we get to hide if we've redness or a spot or if we've dark circles or if we've scarring. You know, we can mask ourselves, whereas traditionally men may not wear as much makeup as a woman. So it's harder. It definitely is harder. So for me, it's about, I don't, like a man and a woman, we're all human. So you need broccoli, I need broccoli doesn't make a difference so the same applies to skin so for me it'd be that you'd cleanse every day you'd put a serum with active ingredients which I'll go into later and you'd put SPF on every day that's it bish bash bosh 60 seconds in the morning you're done it doesn't have to be calculated and long and boring scary yeah ultimately it could just be really really simple and do they sell makeup for men they do no they do. way so they sell skincare for men which I don't agree with because it really is the same product repackaged and it's all manly no and way and so you'll buy it <laughs> um, but I get it I get it so and that's a lot my frustration with the skincare sector is that a lot of it can be marketing led and not clinical trial led so that's why I don't like if you and I had the same product but mine's pink and yours is black why bother why can't we just both use the same product and understand that we need the same 
key ingredients. So, yeah, so thankfully men are coming around, like I said to you before we, we tuned on or logged in, um, that we've seen an awful lot of men in our own online business. And that's not a plug, that's just a reality. And I think mm-hmm. it's because we are online. So you fill in a console form, you can then ring us through WhatsApp, Skype, FaceTime, whatever, and you're sitting in the comfort of your own car or you're sitting at home or in, in an office, in a boardroom, whatever. The point is that you don't have to walk in anywhere. And unfortunately, a lot of men will say, I love this because, you know, no one sees me. So there is still a little bit of a stigma attached to men, maybe 20s, 30s and above, that feel they shouldn't use skincare. But you're as susceptible to skin cancer and you can wrinkle, oh my God, and redness still exists. So it's, yeah, it's I'm, kind of I'm, I'm fascinated by men wearing makeup. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just a bit odd, but like, I, I, I would never, I would, I, I would never have thought that there's, uh, makeup section for men. I think that's mad. Wow. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm old school. I don't know. Maybe it's I don't me. know if you're old school. I think <laughs> it's definitely different and I think that it's it's mass market brands seeing an, a need there and if you look at say like my son is 15 I don't think he'd wear makeup specifically but I do think that there's a more gender fluid and people aren't as you know honed into I should or I shouldn't they just do what they want. Mm. So he would he does sheet masks nearly every second night. He cleanses his serums. He's 15. He looks sheet fine. Masks. Sheet masks. What's Have a sheet mask? Carl. A sheet mask looks like a ghost. <laughs> Right, so it literally, it's oh, like I've a seen them. flat piece of paper, for want of a better description. There's a hole for your eyes, your nose and your mouth. And it's just dosed full of goodness. And you put it on. You look a lot fresher, you feel a lot more hydrated. If you go to the gym a lot and you sweat profusely, sometimes you'll feel really taut after the gym. And my bugbear with male orientated products, they have a lot of alcohol and fragrances in them, okay. which can desensitize and irritate the skin long term. Typically, then you guys shave the face. Women tend not to as much. You might imagine, you never know, you, know, you don't know. There's actually a lot of women that have to shave, but that's a different day's conversation. Yeah, yeah. And your skin can be really sensitive and irritated, so a sheet mask will just help to seal the skin, so actually help the barrier and make you more resilient to the elements. Okay, so we're joined in studio by two other men, so I'm going to do a poll and see if Dara or Gav have ever used a sheet mask, have we? Gav, you're looking particularly good over there now. He's that, choking his beard as if to say, I don't need to because I have a beard. That's not true. It's still skin under there. Sheet mask. Oh, God, time to okay, this, this is fascinating. This is, I'm, I'm delighted you're in. Okay, let's pull it back to basics. Let's, okay. let's use your experience now. Um, essentials. Yes. Okay, so everyone in the country, everyone who listens in to the podcast, whether they're healthy or exercising or whatever, presumably there's a, there's, a, there's a set of essential things you should do every day or every night or whatever for your skin to improve the health of your skin. Absolutely. And I love this because a lot of people will contact us on social media and say, well, I want to buy this eye cream and what do you think about this spritz? And I read about this essence in Vogue and, you know, they're all kind of the super fluffy add-ons. The core concepts or the core things you need to have the healthiest skin are, it's a cleanser. So you get uh, like, it could be creamy, it can be a gel, it can be you know, dictated by your preference. I'm a bigger fan of like a probiotic cleanser. So the same reason why you take probiotics inside, they're obviously going to, as you might imagine, be a lot more beneficial if you take it internally. But in my opinion, there's a huge link between gut health and skin health. Of course. So yeah. you see it in people when they're stressed, you can see it breaks out on their skin, etc. So yeah, I go for a probiotic skincare um, cleanser. So it's like usually a creamy consistency. You put about a euro size, palm your hand, wet your hands. And then you literally, you can call it rubbing, massaging, whatever you want to call it. You literally manipulate the product 
all over the face and then you should splash it or ideally remove it off with a face cloth or a muslin cloth or a mitt or something like that. That means your skin is fresh, it's clean, you removed the oil, the debris, the pollution from the day or if it's in the morning, people always think I don't need to wash in the morning but unless you have, like unless it's a Mrs Hinch house, do you know who I'm talking about? She has the cleanest house in the whole wide Mrs. world. Hinch. Don't. She's the Netflix woman. She's um, no. an Instagram lady. So, but my point is that everyone has dust particles so, you know, we could become obsessed, you don't have to be but a quick cleanse in the morning, quick cleanse in the evening and then put on a serum. So in and food... And a serum is now, give me that in layman's terms. Yes, so a serum, so we're kind of trained to think moisturiser. Now moisturisers feel good, they're really thick and they're almost like an occlusion on the top of the skin but actually a serum is a lighter weight version of that. So in English you just don't feel as greasy with it on oh, yeah. and the benefit to it is that it actually is so lightweight that it can get into the skin. If you think about it, if I got this glass of water and poured it on my hand it's not going to absorb unless I look like I you know, you look like the Michelin woman. So <laughs> what you want to do is you want to get products that can actually get into the skin to create a change. Okay. So serums ultimately are lighter weight. They're a little bit stickier. They dry in quite quickly, but they feed the skin more than a moisturizer. Okay. And so, okay. So it's a cleanser and a serum every night and every morning. Yes, exactly. Same thing by morning, by night. You don't really need to change it too much. Okay. What you're looking for in a serum is try not look at all the marketing jargon and the celebrity endorsements and the brands. That's, you know, it's there's so much confusion out there. Just look for something like vitamin A or vitamin C. Either of those two will be really good. So we know in food world, vitamin C is anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. In skin world, it's equally as anti-inflammatory. It's great for redness. It's great for aging. It's great for dark circles. It's an all-rounder. And as, as humans, we do not make vitamin C. So what you're putting in, we try to put out. So put that on top of your skin and you'll get a better result because you're doing it from two angles. Okay, so if you're going to shopping for a serum, uh, vitamin A and vitamin C are the ones to look for. Exactly. And then the probiotic is in the cleanser or yeah. the serum? Yeah, it can be in either, but yeah. that's just how I tend to, I suppose if I was to simplify it, probiotic cleanser and then a vitamin A, vitamin C based serum. Yeah. Now, we live on an island where it lashes rain, then it's sunny, then it's, we've had snow, you have everything. So when I say the next word SPF, people tune out. They're like, I'm not going on holidays. I can't <laughs> afford to go, whatever. The point is you need to shield your skin. You do, you need to You need to defend against the elements. What happens if you don't? I suppose from a vanity perspective, you just age an awful lot quicker. So 35-year-olds okay. won't look like a chronological 35. They'll be an accelerated version of themselves. What people tend to lovingly call freckles are actually pigmentation, or I call them presence from the sun. So they are, it's damage. It's your skin is telling you that something negative has happened to it in a past life or in this life, but it feels like a past life. And I suppose then for me, I would work a lot with... Um, Irish Cancer Society so I would really be a big fan of people shielding their skin because it is an organ and uh, in Ireland unfortunately the statistics for our, for skin cancer are quite high because we tend to almost allow ourselves not to protect our skin because we mm-hmm. don't feel we're example in mainland Europe and that's just not the truth you have to protect Okay, so uh, an SPF is basically sun, is sun tan lotion. Yeah, so treatment. SPF stands for sun protection factor. Okay. So it is protected against the sun and that's why I start off by saying in Ireland people tune out, they're like, but sure we don't have the sun. Well, unless you're living in a cave, pal, you definitely need it because there's always daylight around. And unfortunately what's huge this year is what's called HEV protection. So that means, you know, like your computer light, like the blue synthetic light you get from your phone or your tablet. So we try to protect our skin from that as well so I always say if you're working at a computer you should really look after look for a sun cream or a light protection as I call it that will protect against your computer light and your sunlight go away yeah wow. and a lot of pharmacy brands if you go into pharmacies now and have a little mooch or if you google it it's really simple just google HEV 
sun cream is kind of what we used to call it in the 80s, 90s, but if that's easier to understand, go for it. Um, I call it light protection because you're trying to protect yourself against excess light. Because Be it natural or be it artificial. Exactly. Because we're not designed to sit in front of a tablet like we do or a computer 40 hours a week or whatever. So if you have, a, if you have an increased use of text, so say for your job, whatever, you're, you're at a screen for five, six, seven hours a day. Yes. You're aging quicker unless you protect your skin. Yes. Aging definitely and then having a negative impact on collagen and elastin. So it doesn't always have to be because people think, do you know what, I don't mind if I have lines and wrinkles, I've earned them and that's great and I totally celebrate that. I wouldn't be going for down the road that you have to look like a, there's some people that go too plastic and that's that's not what I'm trying to promote. It's ultimately giving your skin the tools it needs to stay the healthiest it can and the most resilient it can and that's what an SPF will do. It's a shield. Well, Okay, so there's, there's three crucial things then. And cause it, I suppose for not just men, but for women as well, it can be a really confusing. All you have to do is take one look in any chemist in the country and there's like hundreds of different products and mm-hmm. colours and numbers and whatever. But there's three key things. One is your cleanser, two is your serum, and then three is your SPF or your HGV, whether you're in artificial light or in real light. Exactly. That's the thing to use. That's it. Okay, let's talk sport then. Yeah. So I run, I, I surf, I mountain bike, I do, I cycle, I do whatever. I sweat a huge amount. Um, in my head, right, in my head, one of the reasons my skin is good is because of the fact that I sweat a lot and it sweats out all the toxins and all the junk and da 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 Particularly if I surf. If I surf in the water, you come back in and you're covered in kind of salt and you wash it off and your skin feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Am I totally bonkers? No, not at all. I, I think that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. People see skin as an accessory. They don't actually see it for the function that it is. So it's there, as you say, to excrete or secrete. So it is, it's a vital, it has a vital role, I suppose, in exercise. I think what the negative thing, unfortunately, that can happen with people that exercise is that they can form a lot of buildup or congestion, which would basically look like little um, spots, I suppose, either under the skin that never actually develop out or sit on top of the skin. And that happens a lot in our male clients on their back, on their front, or um, the same for women, but more so for men, because you have a little bit more oil than we would. So that's something to be aware of. There's an ingredient you can look out for if that is applicable to you, and it's called salicylic acid bit of a mouthful but if you walk into a pharmacy or again google you'll see so many products with that ingredient and that is actually related to aspirin so it's an anti-inflammatory and it helps to break down extra oil so sweat is good but then if you don't shower quite soon afterwards you can cause a little bit of um body acne i suppose which is quite common salicylic acid yes bit of a mouthful that's not, yeah, that's okay that's handleable we call it Sally just to be quicker but um, <laughs> people might not know what you're talking about no or you can, yeah that wouldn't be good um, <laughs> so for people who exercise a lot what other skincare things should they have what should they look out for what should they use um, I'm sure there's certain again there's essentials that they should have Definitely. So I suppose if you're, like you said, you're outdoors an awful lot with your sporting activities, you know what I'm going to say. We've just discussed it. It's step three of the three things I think you need. It's SVF. So just being aware of that. You tend to dehydrate the skin a little bit if you're out and about and if you're sweating profusely. I love something that's called a spritz. So I was recently at a meeting with five men twice my age, so maybe in their 60s, and this particular gentleman has been listening to me for far too long and he took out a spritz and started spritzing in the middle of the meeting. Exactly. So the rest of them all turned their head going, what are you, Paul, are you, what's going on there? Are you all right? So a spritz is effectively, it looks like, and you're going to say, it looks like a glorified de- deodorant can. Oh, the water spray thing. Exactly. Think. So like Evian and Aven and La Roche-Posay, all the kind of pharmacy brands would have them. They're really good for putting the minerals back into your skin that you should have. 
Um, so I don't know whether you'd necessarily pull it out in the middle of triathlon or you're climbing up a mountain. Possibly not. But, it might look a bit odd. But, <laughs> but it's re- it really calms the skin. It really helps seal and heal the skin and it gets the water levels back in. And if you're hot, it's divine. We did it last year at uh, one of the marathons. We had a pop-up stand and we started spritzing people. And I, we were no the star attraction way. because you're so hot. You need to calm yourself. So it's a, it's a win-win. Helps you and the skin. And on that, in terms of hydration, so water, you know, people talk about drinking more water and having two to three litres a day. Does that have an impact on your skin? Definitely. Our philosophy in Nerd HQ, we call it inside, outside, on top. So a lot of our clients will come, for example... Inside, outside, on top. Yes. So let me explain it. So ultimately, what you put into your body will have an impact on your skin. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people come to us and they say, right, example, I've really dry skin. What should I do? And I'll always say, do you eat much fish or nuts or seeds or oil? oil? Exactly. And they'll say, sorry, um, no, I'm really dry. They kind of point to the area on their face that they're quite concerned with or their body. And I'll say, no, no, I totally understand. But realistically, if you're getting a lot of essential fatty acids into your diet, which people that tend to exercise tend to be quite good at their diet, they usually go hand in hand, they're going to have quite hydrated skin because you're ultimately affecting what's called the cell membrane, where your skin cell is formed is healthier. So when you drink your water, you've got the fats in your diet that keep the water inside the skin. Whereas what people want to be told is use that mask. Because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a quicker life decision to put a sheet mask on. Example like earlier, rather than me say change your whole diet and eat better. They don't want to be told that. Okay, so dry skin, oily based. That makes a lot of sense. Actually, of course it does. Yeah, o- oily based fish, nuts, seeds, all of that make Avocado, a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Anything with EFAs. Wow. So when we talk about inside, outside, on top, inside then is for me. I always ask people to fill out what I call a nerdy diary. So you often talk about food diaries and how you kind of record what you're eating and what impact it has. The same for skin. So how much time do you have to yourself? What's your stress level like? Are you drinking a lot of water? So to answer your question, yes, water is one of those top tricks and tips that if you drink it, it'll help. But it's like everything in life. That's not the answer. Mm -hmm. It's a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, Yeah, I wish it was. That'd be too good to be true. Um, Are there any foods that are drinks that massively affect the skin or anything in particular? Uh, presumably uh, foods that are highly processed, high in added sugars affect the skin they have to. Absolutely. So yes, water is really important. Antioxidants are important. So the greener, the bluer, the more vibrant, like we know our peppers, all of that are extremely powerful. Um, I'm a big fan. I know there's a lot of vegans now, but like fish, I, I really do believe in that or like a good quality protein. Then negatively, it's sugar. I always say calories aren't the devil, it's the sugar that's the enemy with skin. So there's something called glycation. I don't know if you've heard of that in skincare. It will present itself. So if you look in the mirror, um, first of all, I would say when you look in the mirror, always look at, you know, a part of your body that isn't exposed to light. So uh, you think back to your school days, you'd put your hand up to answer a question. So the inside part of the arm, put that or compare that to your face. And what you'll see is usually the underarm is quite soft and smooth and of course it is, one yeah. colour all over. Um, whereas with us on our face, it tends to be a little bit dilated pores, redness, there's usually freckles, there's dark circles, and it's due to light life and lifestyle. Wow. So I know. So I like that. Okay, okay, listeners, there you go. There's a challenge for between this week and actually Gavin's hour are looking like they're going to do it tonight. Darren, uh, right now, what are you talking about? He's tripping. Uh, the inside, I like the inside of your arm close to your face and look at the difference between the colour and between the ageing effect of the two. That's fascinating. Um, try that between this week and next week. And as ever, you can let us know. It's the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. Do send us your pictures. We would love to see the pictures uh, or, the, or the feedback from the comparison between those two things. It's fascinating. 
It's realhealth.independent.ie and at carlhenrypt on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Jennifer Rock, the skin nerd. I want to talk to you, uh, um, to you about you, actually, a little bit now. Talk to me about business. You're phenomenally successful. You have an amazing business. Um, you're very passionate about it. I can get that from you straight away. But tell us a little bit about how you got started in skin, um, where the skin nerd brand came from, the concept came from, and how it kind of grew to what it is. Thank you. Your words are very kind. I started off in skincare at 13. I would have had a little bit of problematic skin as a teenager, so really wanted to know what to use and what to do. So that's 20 years ago now. 22 years ago now and my mom was quite forward thinking at the time and took me to a local salon I was the most annoying person you've ever met like what are you doing how does that help and really sparked an interest then I suppose campaigned with my parents that I wouldn't go down the inverted commas traditional rule or road at that stage beauty therapy wasn't really the norm to go into I suppose um so they were like go for nursing why not do law journalism would be ideal and I really fought it so anyway I, I studied uh, beauty therapy and just fell in love with skin because I had I suppose I was I had a lot of empathy towards those that mm-hmm. had suffered and it really wasn't an industry 10 years ago 14 years ago it really wasn't an industry tan nails all that kind of fluffy pretty thing was so I started traveling so I, when I was in Australia with my son for quite a while I did a lot of courses and picked up bits and pieces as I went. I worked in London for five out of the 10 years that I'm doing skin specifically, worked a lot of laser clinics, worked alongside doctors, nutritionists, and not that I can, Jesus, ever give the advice they can, but you start to build up this wealth of knowledge and then realize how you can apply it to your own sector. So that's kind of the background story. Then I created a product Cleanse Off Mitt, it's really good for exercise. An awful lot of our, our clients would use it for exercise. That's sold in pharmacies across the country. It's blue for men, so that you can't feel you can't use it. Um, really quick and cheerful because it rivals wipes. So something we didn't say earlier, people love baby wipes and face wipes. They, oh, yeah. They're not your skin's best friend. Really? Laced in a lot of preservatives and alcohols that keep them so wet on shelves for months and months and months on end. Makes sense. And then when you put it onto your skin, it tends to irritate it. And interesting, a lot of our clients that would be sporty would use wipes a lot because they're so quick in the gym mm-hmm. or not the gym, wherever, the side of the road. And if you're sweating, you've changed the pH of your skin and then you're putting a wipe on it that so will remove it, but it can sensitize the skin over a period of time. So just to be warned. Um, and it's the same apply for babies. Yeah, this is one always that gets me in trouble because a lot of parents come along going, so you think that I'm not looking after my child? And it's not that you're not looking after your child. I get it. You're on the go. It's a quick space of time. There are better versions of wipes out there. There really, really are. Which um, are. But if you go back to the old school, when we were little, like our parents didn't use wipes. Well, I don't know how old you are, but my mom would be like, I just use cotton wool and <laughs> 30, water. 37. That kind of scares me. The more I think Your about it. Your skin looks like that of a 21 year old. Uh, but in ter- so for babies, what else would you use instead of, instead of, instead of wipes? Honestly, cotton wool and water. Like, really? go back to old school. Like that's not going to work when you're in the middle of a shopping no, centre, is it? No. But when you're at home and you're in control, definitely do think of that. Okay. There's, you just, we're so careful of the detergent we'll use on little babies. So why would we then put chemical-laced ingredients on? Like, you can't, it's kind of one extreme to the other within the space of an hour. Makes ex- then when it's talked out, makes extremely logical yeah. sense. Of course it does, yeah. Skincare can be. It can be really complicated. It can be, you know, very marketing and fluffy and puffy and branded and oversold. Or it can just be very simple and get the right core concept on pulling back to branding then yes your branding's very good thank you well the name (laughs) kind of says it doesn't it like I just love skin so the skin nerd came about because when I was out and about with friends uh, particularly school friends 
women are notorious. You'll be, you know, together like a gaggle of geese. I'm like, God, her shoes are lovely and her dress is lovely. And I'd be like, look at her skin. So I remember a friend at one time apologising because I'd walked over to somebody and said, look, your skin's beautiful. Can I just ask what you use? And I thought it was a great compliment. The woman was offended. You know, no anyway, way. long story short. So the guys, my guys, the girls at home started calling me the skin nerd and that's how it started. At that stage, I was on Facebook as everybody was for my own, like just my own Jennifer Rock personal page. And I was talking about, you know, teaching in Miami or teaching in South Africa or teaching in London. And they were like, will you stop posting pictures of your fantastic career? And I was like, yeah, if you stop posting pictures of all your children, um, <laughs> then that's my equal. And I'm joking. So that's how that kind of started. And then I just um, joined social media myself as the skin nerd. And people, I suppose, just latched on. People really do feel affected by their skin. You know, they mightn't. Uh, my favorite testimonials are those when people say to us, like, I've actually started applying for other jobs now, or I actually feel I can look at someone in the eye, or I go to a lot more social occasions because I don't feel that my skin is holding me back. So, yeah, so people, I suppose, felt comfort in it. And we're not affiliated to any brand. We don't plug one over another. So I think it's the unbiased, like what you said earlier, it's so confusing. You walk into a store and there's so many brands. I'm, inverted commas, the expert and I'm still like, holy God, how do I know if this is good or not? So we train in 30 different brands. I have um, 15 people working with me at the moment and they just know skin upside down, inside out. We have a nutritionist that we refer on to. We have a dietitian that we work with. We have a doctor that we work with. So it's just seeing it like a jigsaw puzzle and I suppose just trying to help people know what to use, what not to use, and don't spend so much money. People spend crazy money on skincare. It doesn't need to be that expensive. Two final questions on skin for you. Um, the first, uh, the eternal question, if you have a spot, what do you do with it? Do you, you pop it? Do you not <laughs> pop it? Do you get excited about popping it? Do you what? Do you use pseudocreme, toothpaste? Uh, are they old wives? To, how do you deal with a spot? There what we do go. you do, girl? I very really get them. And when I do, it freaks me out. I, get, I might get... Uh, I, I might get... Three a year, four a year, maybe. Oh God, you're very fortunate. Something okay. like that. And was that always the case when you were little, when yeah. you were a teenager or anything? Did you ever suffer? No. No. Uh, I've been lucky. Skin generally is quite good. Um, I've got to admit, I've been interviewed now. The interviewer has been interviewed. <laughs> uh, but I generally get, it would be three or four years what I would get. But it's something that I, I suppose people chat about, actually. And uh, would read lots of stuff about. And we have an expert in studio, so I think it's an interesting to kind of have a, a toolkit to deal with it with a bad spot. How do you deal with it and how, what's the best way to do it? So my title is a dermal facialist and the one rule that you're taught when you become one of those is don't ever let a client or someone you meet to pop their own spot. But that's just not going to happen. If you're going to an event or you're going out that day, there's this massive, I always name them, sorry, they're always called Frank. So there's always a spot and you're like, I'm not going to leave that on my face. So the reality is people are going to spot it, going to pop it, should I say. So the first thing I'd say is wash your hands. It sounds so simple. People just get their beautiful forefingers and they just go at it. Um, particularly if you have any length in your nails, they seem to think that that's like an automatic right now that it's a tool to stab it don't I think the thing I'd say is treat it like if you can imagine a volcano so volcano obviously the lava will erupt what I want people to do is think of a spot like that it's not just what you see on the top it's all the bacteria that's underneath as well so if you just prick out the top a little whitehead um, you are potentially spreading the bacteria underneath so just be conscious of it what often also happens is you stand in front of the mirror and you'll see that little whitehead come out and you'll go I'm you'll, you'll celebrate you're delighted it's course, gone yeah. but then you push it that little bit further that blood comes out yeah yeah mm -hmm. Because then you say to yourself, this is gone now. I'm brilliant. I'm delighted. It's you've, You have created a little wound in the skin. So look, put Savlon on it. Put something antibacterial on it. Do, do treat it like a wound. Like if you cut yourself, you wouldn't just leave it. You would put something to it. Toothpaste and pseudocreme. 
Pseudo cream is fantastic for babies' bums. I don't like a lot of people do find it great for the face. There are other products that have more active ingredients. Going back to what I said earlier, um, I suppose things have evolved since the old wives' tales. So skincare is a bigger sector now. So salicylic acid you can get great on the spot treatments that you just literally put it on top of that particular spot that you've just evacuated from your body, and it will mean that you're less likely to get the you're, bacteria spread. You're closing the wound basically, and exactly. you're, contro you're controlling the contaminated area. Yes, exactly. Okay, so keep it clean. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Okay. And second um, and final question is about anti-aging. Yes. So people want to, uh, presumably that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons people get into skincare is they want to slow the aging process and they want to look younger. And now they've tested it because they have the inside of their arm test that they're going to do tonight <laughs> and they want to slow down the rate of, uh, of aging. What's the, what are the best ways to do that? For me, I always say aging is inevitable, but the rate at which you age is questionable. And the only person that can really dictate the rate at which you age is you because you're in the driver's seat of your own life. So it goes back to the core things that we spoke about earlier, honestly. So vitamin A and vitamin C are actually extremely anti-aging. Um, vitamin A has been clinically proven to be the main ingredient that can truly trigger your own collagen and elastin. So we started to touch on how I suppose there's a craze now that people feel that anti-aging means you have to inject things into your body. You don't. You can just give your body the tools and the ingredients it needs to trigger its own health. Collagen and elastin, for those that don't know, are basically peptides or proteins that live underneath the skin that I suppose are associated with the bounce or the plump or the youthful appearance. And that's what vitamin A and C do. They trigger that. Um, 25 is when I tend to put people into the ageing bracket 25? Oh, I know Now I feel ancient I know, you are 12 years <laughs> past it No, I'm joking The reality is though people will often see like you'll turn on the television and you'll be forgiven for thinking that unless you're 40, 50 and above that you fit into that bracket. But from a anatomy and physiology perspective, your collagen and elastin levels start to diminish from 25 onwards. So, And presumably that's, that, that's, that's getting younger all the time because of the impact of screens and light and all the rest of it on our skin. They're doing trials at the moment. So I travel a lot to go to conferences where it's beyond my realm in so many ways, but dermatologists, etc. are lecturing and you, you, do, you, you learn so much. So yeah, there's a lot of studies we've got into the processed food, the stress element, the fact that we sit like tech neck is a real thing now where people really are like teenagers. Not only does their muscles become affected because yeah. they're always lowering their head down, but from a skin perspective, they're affected visually and they're aging like they have a neck of a 20 year old in their teens. Stop. I know. So look, but look, that's vanity more so, but it's just the more that you know, the more you can prevent. Okay. So I suppose it, it comes back to overall health in terms of your food, in terms of your exercise, and then the health of your skin, which is your cleanser, your serum, and then your SPF or your HEV. Exactly. They're the three key things you should have for all components of health, but in terms of aging and in terms of skin health, in terms of all of it. And it pulls back to those really three simple things. Really does. Amazing. Um, tell us about you, where people can find you, can learn more about you. Uh, you've been fascinating to have on as a guest. I'm sure our listeners will be dying to know more. Where can they, they, uh, they find out more? So the website is theskinnerd.com and then our social channels are all the same. So Instagram, Twitter and Facebook are all the same. Amazing. Jennifer Rock, The Skin Nerd, thank you so much for coming into the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. It was fun. It was light. It was engaging. And above all, there are very simple tips there that will improve your health. No question about it whatsoever for men and for women. Uh, so try that little test tonight and uh, start with your cleanser and your serum and get your, your SPF and you'll be sorted. Hope you enjoyed today's show. As ever, we'll see you soon. Sloan. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. 
proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.